0: hello grinders and welcome to the daily fantasy fix podcast i'm your host travis mangon here to break down the games for you guys Uh, we have a nice set of games i'm always a big fan of the tuesday slates when it's a tuesday slate you know what that means Uh, we get a ton of games Uh, there's normally not a mix of them it's like a friday we get all 15 so uh only game that we don't have on the slate is the nationals and rays which we miss out on max scherzer which is kind of unfortunate but Hey, still a solid slate, still should be a fun one, and hopefully you guys had a good day yesterday. Uh, The slate was uh, okay, the Padres kind of came through, not the greatest stack, but hey, it uh, still worked out. If you had the Rays, man, they absolutely exploded yesterday. But let's dive right into this slate. Again, awesome fun Tuesday slate, a lot going on, so let's get started. Seattle Mariners, Baltimore Orioles, eight and a half total. We got James Paxton against Kevin Gaussman, and uh, you know, first look at this one, I really thought I'd have a ton of interest in Paxton, but... I don't know. I'm starting to like think more about it. My first look was, I thought he was going to be my pitcher on the slate, but more and more i'm thinking about it he's not one of my favorites i still like him i think against the orioles there is upside for strikeouts that's one thing you have to like with paxton you know the k's are going to be there right he's a guy that definitely gets a ton of strikeouts all the time and on top of that he's great to both sides of the plate doesn't matter righty or lefty either way paxton he is an elite pitcher right now he's been great but uh i don't know for some reason the smaller ballpark has me a little worried and there's some of those like really good bats in there like jones and machado who have some power so that gets me slightly concern and this order is starting to look a little better i don't know i just there's other pitching options that i prefer if i'm taking one but i do think paxton is a really good tournament option uh cash games i'm probably gonna go to severino who we're getting to in the next game that's kind of why i'm more uncertain about about paxton but i think paxton's a good play i think he's fine uh the vegas total also has me worried uh maybe i'm putting too much stock into that but 3.92 i just thought it would be a lot lower i thought maybe it'd be like 3.1 so uh i don't know i'm definitely more concerned about paxton and trying to figure out the reason why uh vegas is really not giving him as much love as they should be in my opinion so uh yeah i really think that paxton's a good pitcher i think in you know Tournaments, I think far away on him. I think it's a fine play to go with. But uh yeah, Severino's like my main guy that I'm really looking to target right now in my cash games. On the opposite like Kevin Gaussman, he is, you know, perfectly fine pitcher. It's just not the right matchup. Not enough K upside against the Mariners. Like, you know, Gaussman's a guy that I like to target when he's in good matchups, like the White Sox, the Padres, you know, spots with K upside. Just uh, don't see the K upside here against the Mariners. So I'm really passive on that. And overall, even in this game, I just don't see any bats. That are really that interesting to me it's just such a big slate and overall i'm just gonna pass on the bats and only look at paxton in this game i think next game up new york yankees philadelphia phillies seven and a half total we have Luis severino against jake Arrieta, and first look on this one is man uh, severino he is the guy uh, i just think it's such a perfect spot against the phillies like The K-upsides there, everything falls into place here for uh, Severino to have a really good game, I think. Uh, He's the guy that I want. It's a tougher decision on DraftKings, I will say that, if you look at the prices. Uh, FanDuel, we get him at... 10.6k like that's such a nice steal compared to some of the other pitchers like that's just a nice discount paxton is like a thousand less on uh, fanduel so that's interesting but i like severino right now he's the guy that i'm looking at if you look on DraftKings, uh you know you get paxton he's 12.5k you get severino who's 13.1k it's like yeah i still think i'd rather go up to severino uh it's just he is such a good spot and then fantasy draft I mean 25.7k for Severino that's definitely really expensive on him I mean it's a 1.6k difference between Paxton so um I think decisions have to be made I think on FanDuel it's easy just to plug in Severino I think he's easily you know the guy in my opinion right now but if you look at some of these other guys it's, it's tougher to pay that price tag It depends what you do with your sp2 so uh i think it's a tougher decision to be made but severino is still my guy and i'm gonna look to you know pay a little doubt at the sp2 to make it work if i can talk about jake arietta a little bit Arietta, he's perfectly, you know, he's a perfectly fine pitcher, but he's not the guy he was, right? Uh, he's not some gas can now or anything like that. Sure, he can pitch his efficient outings, but I just don't see myself really going with like a Yankee stack here or anything like that. Just doesn't seem like the right spot to go with many Yankee bats. Sure, if you want to stack them up and you believe in the Yankees, uh, I get it. Uh, it's perfectly fine, but I just don't think it's the right spot to target the Yankees on this type of slate. So again, not really interested in any bats, just kind of some of the last game. Just really looking at Severino and that's it in this one. Next game up, and this is one that I have some interest in some bats. We got the Pittsburgh Pirates. We got the New York Mets here. Uh, we have Chad Cool against Steven Matz. This is an eight total. And my first thought is, let's talk about Chad Cool. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a solid pitcher. He ha- but the kind of uh, the profile on him is he struggles against lefties. And what do the Mets do? Uh, they can get some really good lefties in there, like Nemo, Conforto. Those are some lefties I'm really looking at. Asdrubal Cabrera. Those are guys that I'm definitely going to have some interest in. Definitely going to be looking at today. Like. Those lefties, where I can get them for decent price tax like Conforto on Fantasy Draft is 7.2k. Like that price a lot. Astrubal as Cabrera, 8.2k is fine, but not not the value like I'm seeing with Conforto. Uh, you know, 4k on DraftKings for Conforto is nice. Uh, Astrubal, as he's 4.1k over there. And then on FanDuel, we get Conforto at 2.9. Even Nemo at 3.4 isn't bad. Uh, Cabrera's 3.2. Uh, overall, these Mets lefties is what I'm looking at. Even a Dom Smith, where you can get him cheap, right? yeah He's 2 3 on FanDuel, 3 on uh, DraftKings and then on fantasy draft 6-8 i think he's certainly in play so again i'm not going crazy with a met stack or anything like that but i do think against cool that we could target some of these lefties right like the guys i just mentioned you know plug them in your lineups here and there as one-offs i think that's kind of the route to take with the mets here uh, again not a team i'm going crazy and stacking up but i think uh, like i said mixing and matching them in your lineups as one-offs is not a bad approach to go with Let's talk about Steven Matz now. Uh, Man, Steven Matz, he can be up and down. He's been up and down this year. If it was like a high K upside spot, I think I'd consider it. But I don't know. It's tough against the Pirates. I do think I have more interest in the Pirates righties instead. I'll look at Josh Harrison at the top, Starling Marte, uh, maybe David Freeze if he's hitting cleanup where he can be really cheap, like Fantasy Draft, he's 5.6K. I mean, it's just a really cheap price tag on him. Again, if he helps you kind of fit in like a big bat, that gets me excited, right? It's not like I'm getting excited, hey, David Freeze against a lefty. No, I'm, I'm not excited about that. But if he's just like super cheap and gets me like a really nice bat, like he's 2.1 on FanDuel, say he just gets me a really nice bat and I don't like the third base position, then that would be obviously a good thing. Or same with Diaz, if he's 2.1k batting fifth and I'm not really liking what's happening at catcher and first base today, or you know, he fits that last utility spot and helps me get you know one of the best bats on the slate, then sure, uh, I think it's perfectly fine. But uh, not going crazy with these Pirates bats, I think some of these guys are fine, just kind of trying to buy low on some of these price tags is not a bad route to go. And I don't know, I just don't love mats today, um, just it's not, not not my favorite play. If you wanted to play him as like your SP2, I could get it because I'm not really loving my SP2 today. So it's kind of one of those situations where I think some of the bats are fine and the pitcher's okay. Again, it's a scary spot with Mads. I don't love him, but uh, SP2 is just not going to be easy, I feel like, on DraftKings today. And I'm still kind of struggling with it at this moment. Next game up, we got the Oakland Athletics, the Detroit Tigers. This is a nine total here with Frankie Montes against Blaine Hardy. And, uh, I mean, the look on this one is I think I have a little bit of interest in some of these bats. Uh, you know, don't love a lot of them, but I think they're good. This is a game where I'll pick some bats here and there. Uh, if you want to stack up the A's, I wouldn't hate it in this uh, park. I think it's perfectly fine you got guys like Marcus Semi and Chad Pinder who's always cheap and hits the ball hard against lefties Jed Lowry Chris Davis with a K Matt Olson that one through five I always like I always have interest in it. if they're out of that ballpark in Oakland and going against a mediocre pitcher or worse I mean definitely have some interest in Blaine Hardy he's one of those guys I think we could target here a little bit uh he's not a complete cast game but he's definitely someone that I think we can uh pick on for sure if you look at his numbers here let's pull them up now He got a 4.82 xfip he's striking out only 17 percent batters only walk 5.7% uh, uh, against righties. He's giving up a hard hit rate of 34% and against lefties 32%. But getting a nice, some nice line drives. Uh, the wOBA is pretty nice too. It's not like you know it's in the red or anything like that. So he's being okay with that. And the ISO is at 130 against righties. So he's not really giving up as much power as you would expect. Again, like I said, I'm not going to go out of my way to target Hardy, but I think picking your spots with these guys is not a bad approach to go with. So, uh, yeah, that one through five is interesting. Just kind of finding the cheap price tags on him, like Pinder's one of them specifically. I think he has a decent price that we could look at here around the industry. And uh, I guess if you force me, that's like the one guy I'll take uh, on the ace side of the ball. But I uh, do you think some of those other power bats are interesting if you have the money for them. Tigers side of the ball against Montes. Uh, Montes is a guy that uh i think he's someone i'm going to be buying in the in like the long term in this matchup I, I mean it could be a solid spot because it's the tigers and they've been struggling against righties uh you know the xfip is at 4.47 and the k percentage at 15.1 don't love that but i mean the tigers have been bad against righties i don't know i think it's uh i'm just gonna keep waiting on Montes. uh i played him a little bit this year and it's worked out for me so i'm kind of little bias to him right it haven't really really been burned too much by him so uh i don't know i just think it's a spot sp2 is gross today the price is not the greatest so uh i'd rather just play other sp2s so i'll stay away from montes i guess but uh he is someone that's uh i'm gonna be watching throughout the year to see if he progresses at all nothing else really in this game though just uh you know if you wanted to take like a leon's martin as a one-off i wouldn't hate it but he's kind of pricey so uh not much more to talk about in this game arizona diamondbacks miami marlins eight and a half total here zach godley and eliza hernandez and uh, i really think this is a good spot for zach godley if i could make him my sp2 i probably would today but it's not gonna be the easiest to make him my SB 2 because he's like really expensive you know we get him on uh fantasy draft he's 17.5k DraftKings kings 9.2 and then Fanduel he's got a nice price at 8.2k uh, if you want to make him your sp1 to be able to jam in some bigger bats i get it but uh it's tough i i don't I just don't know if I'm able to make it work. It depends on the salaries and stuff. Uh, we'll talk about in the next game. There's bats I really like that I don't know if I'm able to jam in them. So I don't know if he's going to be able to become my SP2. But I'd like to see if I can make it work with uh, a Severino. But again, that's probably going to be tough. Uh, I could pull up, uh, I'll pull it up right now and see if I can uh, put it together on uh, DraftKings to see kind of what it gets you if you put both starting pitchers together. So hang on one second as I do that because. Uh, I like to see sometimes uh if you condense the salaries what's what what's our remaining leftover we put together we have three point four k basically for like your last spots. three thousand four hundred and sixty two dollars for all of your uh, position players that's really tough to work with I just don't think I'll be able to make it work maybe I'll have to go down from Severino to someone else but uh yeah overall it's probably just not gonna happen for me but uh I do like uh godly if you're you know building your lineups and you have the money for him and he fits well i think it's a certainly fine route to go if you want to play anyone on the marlins it's only justin Bour for me and then that's kind of it that's pretty much most days and uh, i played justin Bour yesterday it worked out but uh not a great spot for him today sure it's a righty and he's really good against righties but uh yeah golly's a solid righty so i'm not trying to pick on him like crazy let's so talk about the diamondback side of the ball because eliza hernandez is not that great i'm definitely looking to target some of these lefties here with jake lamb david peralta those are the two main ones that i'll be keying on Prefer Lamb's price though. Peralta seems a little bit uh, pricey right now, but Lamb, he's like 7.5K. He's like 1,400 less on Fantasy Draft. On uh, DraftKings, he's 800 less at 4K. And then on Fandle, he's 400 less at 3.4K. So really, really like Jake Lamb here in this spot. Think that there's some upside for him. Jiscal, so solid too. uh, Just looking at this one through five. I think it's all around pretty good and uh, look to target these guys. And if you need a cheap catcher punt and you're sacking up the Diamondbacks, don't mind maybe throwing in Alex Avila. So yeah, that's about it for this game. Let's move on to the next one. We have the Los Angeles Angels the Boston Red Sox 10 total here with John Lamb against David Price and uh first thoughts on this game was just the bats man load them up uh I think the Angels stack first of all is going to be really contrarian people are not going to want to play them they're in a better ballpark in Boston good for hitting if David Price has that up game it could be great uh it's they only have a 4.42 implied total it's one of those spots where I think people will stay away from Price and stay away from the Angels offense and just go to other offenses when they probably shouldn't the Angels are a really talented offense you're going to get them at like you know no ownership and if david price blows up it could absolutely be a firework show there uh, it's gonna be 75 degrees wind blowing out 10 miles an hour obviously a little better hitting weather too uh this is just a great spot for the angels so load up on them as like a contrarian tournament stack i try my best just to be overweight you don't have to go too heavy to be overweight right you put maybe like a 10 of them and you'll be perfectly fine overweight i think on the angel stack today uh, mike trout he's gonna be one of the top plays on the slate it just depends if you have the salary to pay for him other top plays on the slate are in this game. Uh, Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez against John Lamb. Uh, Red Sox will be one of the better teams to target, 5.58 implied total. In your cash games, they're probably going to be a team that's going to be chalky, right? People are going to be loading up on these guys, I think. The only thing that could hold it back a little bit is maybe the price on these guys. Uh, if you look, Mookie Betts, he's expensive. You see on FanDuel, he's 4.9K, 4.8K for J.D. on FanDuel. And then on DraftKings, we get mookie's at 6.1 5.7 that's kind of the problem right paying for these red Sox is going to be pricey so can we get them in there like fantasy draft 11.8k on mookie bets 11k on jd martinez just to price that uh it's going to be tough to get these guys in but we really want to prioritize these bets because they're in a really good spot against john lamb so uh, if we look for some value here uh definitely the lefties they're priced down so it makes sense but you're not getting many value bats in this game that's kind of the problem If you want bad value bats, you got to kind of go low in the order, right? Go to a Nunez, uh, maybe down at like the six hole, or find one of these lefties. It really seems like the route you're going to have to go if you want a lot of value. But Red Sox are definitely a good play today, and I expect people to uh, get some exposure to them. And now let's talk about David Price a little bit, actually, because, I mean, he's been really good. Uh, He's someone that's definitely been pitching really well. I'm kind of torn at what I want to do here. Uh, It's it's a tough spot. Tough spot because the Angels don't strike out a ton. If you look at the plate IQ, David Price's last thirty days, I'm kind of looking at that this this now, and I'm kind of getting used to it in the plate IQ. Uh, it's really cool. It's under the you know premium reports, the recent trend section, and David Price. Uh, looking at the numbers right now, you know he's gotten this hard contacts down six point one percent. The medium's up to eight point eight, but obviously the hard is down, so that's good. The air distance is down on the balls. The poor hit percentage is up, so that's obviously uh, you know pretty solid because uh, you know you'd rather that than the you know, well hits and the value hits. And then uh, you know they're making more contact for sure, but the the swing swing percentage is down. That's the only thing that's a little concerning, right? We're getting maybe less strikes strikeouts, but he seems like he's pitching just more efficiently. So I don't know. Uh, again, it's just not a high enough strikeout spot. SB two is ugly too, so I'm wondering if I can stomach a David Price is just an option, but. Uh, it's probably better just to like go down to someone even cheaper and just hope it gets better, which I think that's what I'd rather do instead. So I'm going to pass on David Price, but I could see people talking themselves into it just because he's, uh you know, Price has been pretty solid recently over the last 30 days. If you look at the numbers here, I'll pull up, uh you know, the game logs. uh You know, I got FanDuel up specifically. So here we go. 22, 49, 40, 40, 27. You know, those are just pretty solid outings around you know three out of five are really good people i could just see talking themselves in it and talking themselves into the name maybe uh for a small percentage but eh, i don't know if i'm gonna end up doing it maybe in tournaments but cash games no way all right, let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds, Atlanta Braves, nine total here. This is a game I definitely like a lot. It's going to be hot in this game, 86 degrees, wind blowing out a little, not too much though, five miles an hour, and we got Matt Harvey against Anibal Sanchez. I want to load up against Matt Harvey. I like Enciarte, Albies, Freeman. They're all really good plays that, you know, one through five is definitely one to target, just like we wanted to yesterday, so load up on the Braves. Uh, Freeman's a great play. If you have the money for him, go for it, but uh, I'm probably... Stuff i'm probably paying for like jd or mookie or trout over freeman that's kind of how i have it ranked right now so uh but i do like freeman it just depends on uh position scarcity right and uh where we can get the value at so uh, again like Arte though two at the top and albies are obviously really good plays if albies is still only 12 dollars on yahoo definitely play him against matt harvey he was way too cheap yesterday specifically on that site Talk about the Reds a little bit uh, against Anibal Sanchez. I actually think Anibal Sanchez isn't a terrible play today. I'm uh, not loving SB2. I'm trying to find ways to, you know, have some type of interest in SB2. Animal Sanchez in his, uh, you know, last three starts, he's got seven strikeouts, six, five, And then even the fourth five, I mean, five or more strikeouts in his last four games. Those games were against Toronto, San Diego, the Dodgers, and Washington. Some of those, I mean, some pretty tough opponents there in the Dodgers and Washington, even Toronto, right? They can give teams fits, so they gave Verlander a problem last night. But uh, Sanchez, just in general, I don't love him, but it's the Reds. They strike out a ton. I don't think the animal Sanchez thing is that crazy. Sure, I don't love the price. I wish it was a little cheaper. I wish it was in the sixth case, but he's 7.8K on DraftKings. 15.2k on fantasy draft and on family 7.1k i think it's in the conversation because again i just don't love the sp2 in this slate so uh i think it's in the conversation because hey the reds are not the uh, greatest team they strike out a ton sure he could give up a couple runs here and there but i'm just hoping he can get enough strikeouts where it could be possible so i don't hate it again sp2 is not the greatest there's one that i think a lot of people are going to gravitate to who we'll talk about but i have slight concerns about that guy we'll see uh maybe i'm wrong on it but uh we'll talk about it as we go all right next game up we have san diego padres texas rangers is a 10 total here we have tyson ross against austin bibbins dirks and uh 10 total here and you know i think it's a game i want to target and get expo- a lot of exposure to but tyson ross has been pretty solid this year um i'd probably just look at some of these lefties but i'm not going crazy with them i think O'Dor if he's sitting in that five spot he's a nice value you can go to uh since you're two at the top is fine if you have the money but do i want to spend my money that way it doesn't seem like it like Mizara a little bit but i don't know i'm not going crazy with this game i think with the i don't know it's hot out there it's like gonna be 97 I'm just really torn at what I want to do because I just don't really want to target Ross too much. I don't know. I'm Again, I'm really torn at what I want to do with this game. I've said it over and over, but it just doesn't seem like a game I want to go crazy with. I think just trying to maybe pick out some value here and there with Odor and Mazar, but it just doesn't feel like the typical Texas stack-em-up game to me. Especially on the opposite side, when you look at Austin Bivens-Dirk, right? Because who do you really like on the Padres? Like, I mean, there's Travis Jankowski at the top. Maybe he's a value in cash games. Eric Hosmer's got a decent price. So at first base, if you're looking for a little value there, I wouldn't hate that. If you get Perella batting in cleanup, sure. But like, you know, he's righty, righty. I would rather him against a lefty if I could. I don't know. I'm just, there's some good prices on these Padres. I get it. And Austin's Bibb and Dirks isn't good, but I don't know. I'm just torn at what I want to do here. I probably will still play some Padres and look to them as some value because, again, I'm trying to get some Severino in there, right? Like Spangenberg, he's going to be cheap. So I think some of these Padres are fine, but it's I like them more against a lefty, right? There just seems like there's more power and more pop for them. So uh, I'm torn at which Padres I'm really going to go with. Uh, I like some of these lefties value and then some of these righties. Yeah, they're cheap, but uh, they're obviously not in the spots like they were yesterday, which I preferred more, but... Overall, this game, you're going to want to get some exposure to it. Um, Don't know exactly the route I'm going in with this game, but uh, I think you're going to want to mix and match some of these guys in your cash games lineup, so uh, make sure to get some exposure to these teams for sure. Next game up, Toronto Blue Jays, Houston Astros, eight total. And we have Charlie Morton against Ryan Barroki. I don't know how to say that one. Barroki? I don't know how to say that. That's, uh. but anyways, Ryan, will call him. Uh, so we got Charlie Morton and Ryan going against each other. And uh, this is definitely a spot where if you want to play the Astros, go right ahead against the lefties, righties uh, at the top of the order. Could be a really good play. I think they're going to be a phenomenal tournament play. I feel like they just could go overlooked too. And just people don't really play them as much as they should and stack them up here today. So I think this uh, one through four, paying up for them is a really good tournament option. Now let's talk about Charlie Morton a little bit. People might be a little gun shy after what happened with Verlander yesterday, kind of struggling a little bit, but I think Charlie Morton's a really good play here. Still has a ton of strikeout upside against the Blue Jays. If you want to go the Morton route, that's fine. I'm preferring other pitchers instead. I'd rather go to Severino or Paxton or even Kluber, who's going to have a little weather issues, but uh, Morton, I'm not as interested in. Sure, he's a fine play, but I prefer other pitchers instead, so uh, I'll pay up for the other guys. So yeah, nothing to really talk about with the Blue Jays' offense. Uh, I know Curtis Cranston hit two home runs tomorrow, but I don't care. will will be playing him or any of these other Blue Jays here in this spot. So I'll pass on them. Let's go on to the next game. We got the Kansas City Royals, the Milwaukee Brewers. This is an eight total. And I think this is where people gravitate for their SB2. I think this is where the, the chalkier option goes. Again, 15-game slate, though. How chalky could things be? But I think this is where they go. If you go Severino and a Peralta on a DraftKings, right, you get... for your position. Uh, I feel like that's more doable. You can make things work a little easier, at least on a two-pitcher site. Uh, Fantasy Draft 2, I'm sure it's gonna be around that as well. But uh, let's talk about Freddy Peralta a little bit here because I think, again, his price tag is nice. If you look on uh, Fantasy Draft, we get him at, 15.2K, that's that's a nice price tag there. And he gets the Royals offense, which uh, we're definitely going to look to target here. They only have a 3.08 implied total. I think that's going to make people gravitate towards him as well. The one thing I do worry about a little bit with the Royals, though, is uh, the strikeouts, right? They're a team that's pretty good at, uh, you know, just making contact, being a bunch of pests. But uh, you look at the numbers here on Peralta like he's got a 2.867 xfip the k percentage at 41 obviously that's not going to stay at 41 that'll definitely uh go down a little bit but he's been pretty good so far the walks are at 13.1 that's definitely concerning but again very small sample only 28 plate appearances against righties and 33 against lefties this season he's kept the woban iso down obviously he's been pretty solid uh, the hard hits a little up though against the righties. He's, but again, this sample is really small. Uh, but we're gonna—I think we're just gonna trust Vegas. We don't really love the sb 2 option. And hey, the Royals are not that great of a team. So I think I'm just gonna take a shot on it. The one thing to note too is, sure, they don't strike out a ton, the Royals. But uh, with this like newer lineup, you could say uh, it definitely has gone up a little bit. They used to be around like the like 16% or so, I think, or like 18%. But now in plate IQ, they're at like 20.5%. I think we just get away with it and uh, kind of just hope that Peralta can get the job done. I think the price is fine. I think there's the most upside with him than some of these other guys in this range just in general. like I'll just t- trust the talent and hope it wins out so i guess that's where i'm just gonna gravitate to again i don't love sb 2 today it's not a spot where i'm just thinking it's a it's a phenomenal spot and there's tons of different options so uh i guess he's my sb 2 right now but again I, I just don't love the k upside as much but i do think that he's uh talented i'm just gonna buy in the talent and hope for the best i think that's really the approach i'm taking with it on the upside let's talk about jacob junis he's definitely someone we're gonna look to target i think uh we want to get some brewers bats this is a great spot for them to really have a big game Uh, The one thing that's obviously not playing in Peralta and Junis' favor is this is definitely a hitter's park for sure. Uh, It's definitely an upgrade for the Royals. It's something else that has me concerned, but that's obviously great for the Milwaukee Bats too. I know they play in this park, but uh, this is a downgrade for Junis. This is going to hurt him a ton. He could absolutely get blown up here in this spot. So I have to like some of these Brewers, right? Got to like Eric Thames. I think he's a phenomenal play. Christian Yelich is solid. Travis Shaw, love him. I mean, those lefties I'm really going to look at. And then getting Ryan Braun in there. He's someone who's been crushing the ball. Lenjo Cain, like all these guys here. I just think this is a spot where we should really load up on Brewers. They're, I think they're one of the better stacks of the day. There's a ton of upside for these guys. If the roof is open too, that'll be a bump for too. So uh, we'll have to see how that uh, is all going on with the weather. But, I mean, the Brewers offense, I'm kind of gushing over it. I really like it a lot. I think it's uh, one of the better stacks of the day. So Brewers should be... Set to have a good game today. Uh, like them a lot against Junas. Think this is a spot where he will definitely struggle. If you look at the numbers, uh, he's got a 4.67x FIP. And then uh, against righties and lefties, you look at some of the hard contact numbers 40% against righties, 38.1 against lefties. The Woba is at 330 against righties. 231 against, uh, you know, against righties and then against lefties. 318 Iwoba and then a 172 iso. Uh, definitely have, has had his struggles with these guys on both sides of the plate. So, yeah, I think this is a perfect spot to really target him up. Uh, and the fly balls, too, is another key. Against lefties, he's given up 50% fly balls. Against righties, 40%, uh, just a spot where I think we have to look at these guys. So, right-handed side of the plate, left-handed side of the plate. I don't care. I'll be getting exposure against Junas here in this spot. So, I like it a lot. Let's go on to the next game: uh, Minnesota Twins, Chicago White Sox. There's some weather here, so definitely watch for that. But we have Lance Lynn against Ronaldo Lopez, and I do think that this is a spot where we can look at Lance Lynn because again, it's the White Sox against righties. It's always a good spot to look at. If you also look at Lance Lynn's numbers against righties, he's a K percentage of twenty six point nine percent. I mean, those righties that they they have a lot over there in uh, in Chicago, right? They're going to have Garcia, it looks like Abreu, Anderson oh angle uh yeah they might looks like this projection lot they actually have more lefties than normal which is actually pretty surprising but either way i mean it's not a pretty lineup uh didn't realize they were getting abisil garcia back to today so maybe i missed that over the weekend uh if that happened but either way this white Sox lineup is not that great i think you could take a shot on tournaments in lance Lynn, but uh i wouldn't go too crazy with it because again uh this this sp2 position is not the greatest today uh, definitely not the most op- most most uh you know most friendly options on the slate so if you want to take a shot on Lance Lynn because hey it's the Chicago White Sox and it's a righty you know all those reasons sure I get it but uh there's other pitchers I prefer like Peralta who we just talked about in the last game also, talk about Ronaldo Lopez a little bit. I think this is a spot where you can target him up with the lefties, like go with an Eddie, Eddie Rosario and uh, Eduardo Escobar. I think he's perfectly fine. Joe Maurer, who can cause some fits, and even Brian Dozier. That one through five looks kind of interesting could have some upside here in this Chicago park, which is really good for hitters. Uh, I believe I saw a stat the other day while watching uh, the Mets game, actually. They, they kind of put put up the amount of home runs that have been hit in each ballpark since like 1997 so uh that's a pretty big sample size I believe Derek Cardi would approve of that one and uh Chicago White Sox for home runs it's like a top five park so uh have to really like the White Sox or not the White Sox the uh the Minnesota Twins here in this White Sox park it's definitely a good spot for some home runs I think we can see some upside from this offense against a guy like Renato Lopez who he can have his struggles sure he's a pitcher that I'm buying into he I like his long-term talent I think in the uh you know a Couple years, we're going to be fans of him. We'll be targeting him, but he's given an x5 this year, a 5.77. The K percentage is only at 17%, and then walks are at 10%. We like guys who are walking a ton of batters because when that's the case, if they're giving up with tons of hard contact and struggling, it can be a problem. The hard contact's not not really super high at 32.6% and 29.5% against lefties and righties. Right? It's definitely lower than you would want it to be, but uh, he's definitely had his struggles with the ISO at 173. Uh, and 328 against lefties right so i'm really looking at those lefty bats i think that's the route i'll end up going and of course you got five at the top of the order and then you can throw in dozier because hey he's brian dozier and he's gonna turn around at right here some point so uh that twins one through five i think is interesting and if you want to mix it up and uh, you know do wraparound sacks and whatnot or maybe throw in a max kepler instead i think that's perfectly fine route to take Next game up, we got the Cleveland Indians. We got the St. Louis Cardinals here. And this is a seven and a half total. And we have some weather, obviously, we have to look at in this game. It's something to be concerned with. Uh, you know, here's the report Roth has so far. He says some very nasty storms moving in, followed by a period of lighter rain. Think ATL last night. General forecast is the ugly stuff to clear out before the game and the lighter stuff to fade a few hours after that. Current thinking is a late start and playthrough. We'll have to double check the timing of the storms before lock. Winds blowing out the center. Around 10 miles an hour. Also, wanted to note orange yellow on that Cincinnati and Atlanta game. So, that's obviously something we're going to have to be watching up their radar, too, or up the lock, I should say. Be looking at the radar and tracking that. Stay tuned for uh, crunch time with uh, Kevin Roth and uh, whoever else is on today. But let's talk about this game a little bit because this weather is obviously something that's concerning. And we have a guy like Corey Kluber who is a top arm on this slate, someone that we definitely want to look to target. But I'm kind of torn at what I want to do with the weather. Uh, I see the Cardinals lineup. Kind of get excited seeing all those righties in there. 3.21 implied total for the Cardinals. This seems like a great spot for Kluber. I think he's one of the better starting pitchers. If we get word that he's weather's going to be fine, sure, you can play him in your cash games, but I prefer Severino over him, even if weather wasn't a factor. I'd rather go that route, but I think it makes him a really, this weather just makes him a really, really contrarian tournament option that we can get a super low ownership on this slate. I just love him as a tournament play. I just still think, like I said, the ownership could be really low. I know it's a big slate and ownership doesn't really matter, but. If weather's a big factor, we could get Kluber at like 5% or less, and that's just crazy to think. So uh, just wanted to note that if you're a tournament player, I think get some exposure to Kluber is a good idea and just be monitoring that weather a ton. On the upside, we have Carlos Martinez, who, man, he has struggled this year. Uh, he's definitely, uh, you know, velocity's been down on his pitches. He's definitely a guy that's really fallen off. It's crazy to think uh, last start out against Milwaukee, gave up earned runs, only had six fantasy points. I mean, really, really has been struggling. So I think these Indians are interesting. I know you want to play them more at home than on the road, but I do think that there could be some upside here against Martinez, who's been absolutely kind of broken and struggling, it just seems like. Uh, it's kind of just been the last straw for me with him. Last, last time he was out there, I thought there was maybe a chance against a Brewers team that can strike out a ton, but... Dude, it's just, there's something wrong with him. It's clear. It's obvious. So uh, I'm staying away from Carlos Martinez until he shows me something. So uh, no thanks on him. I will pass. Uh, I do think that uh, Kluber, though, is a good turn option. And these Indians can be solid, too. But there's definitely better bats on the slate. Next one up. We have the Chicago Cubs, the Los Angeles Dodgers, seven and a half total, with two pretty talented pitchers going at it today. We have John Lester and Ross Stripling, and I'm a big Ross Stripling fan. I like him, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it today. Uh, it doesn't seem like the, the best spot I think there's upside here, but I just like Severino more. It, it just doesn't seem I'm, I'm getting the discount like I thought I was, uh, you know, on FanDuel specifically, at least at 9.3k. DraftKings is a little interesting. I think it's more of a conversation. I feel like you are getting a little bit of a discount on Stripling. If you look like at the price he's 10.5k and then on fantasy draft he's 20 point K, uh yeah 20 20.6k 20 definitely something to consider as a little bit of a discount but i don't know i'm not exactly excited to go that route maybe because i got burned a little bit the last time when it gets cubs he did fine i was hoping for a little bit of a better outing though instead but uh, i do like him i think he's a perfectly fine play i think it's more of a draft kings and fantasy draft two pitcher site play rather than a one pitcher site play i will say that do you think he's in the conversation though that discount and price from severino is nice if you look at that price he's 13.1k going all the way down to 10.5k could, could definitely make things interesting so uh he's in the conversation for sure but uh I'm still trying to lean Severino right now but like Stripling there's definitely some upside uh but yeah the price is just the reason uh Fandle, I won't do it but DraftKings and Fantasy Draft it's definitely more in the conversation and so about John Lester a little bit now. Lester, again, he's a guy that I definitely think we have to, uh, you know, look to target a little. He's had his struggles this year. I think some of these righties here, like Enrique Hernandez, where you can get him cheap. I like him. Justin Turner still has a nice price tag. I'll look at him. I think targeting John Lester here, it's not something I want to go crazy with, but picking some of these guys as one-off is perfectly fine today. I think it's a good route to go. I'm, I'm looking at some of these righty bats and getting some exposure to them against Lester because I'm not scared of Lester. I'm not scared of the name. I think there is some, uh, you know, opportunity here for some of these bats. So, uh, not a spot where I'm going to go crazy stacking with, unless you think you're getting the lesser blow up spot. But I think just mixing and matching some of these righties in your bats and your lineups is perfectly fine. Let's go to the last game, and it's the Colorado Rockies and the San Francisco Giants, and. Yeah, I'm just crossing this game off the slate. I don't really care for Chad Bettis and any of these Giants' bats, and I don't care for Derek Holland and any of these uh, Rockies' bats. If you want to play Arenado in story against a lefty, that's not good, sure, but it's in a tough ballpark to hit a home out. Uh, it's going to have really good pitching weather, right? It's 60 degrees. Sure, the wind's blown, up, blown out, but that doesn't really matter in this stadium. Uh, I'm, I'm just staying away from this game. No need to play this one. I will pass on uh, the Giants and the Rockies. I think there's just way better spots on this slate. So let's kind of wrap things up uh kind of talk about where i am uh, on everything i think severino is my top guy uh he's the pitcher i want the most of I-, I think the next guys i'm really considering are paxton and uh stripling because kind of the discount on them is sort of nice i kind of like that depends on what site you're looking at obviously but those are probably the next two guys i'm really looking at and then uh kluber depends on the weather i think he's a phenomenal tournament option we have to obviously uh you know be be watching the weather with that that's kind of like the sp1 conversation the sp2 combo is really godly and peralta for me those are like the main two guys i think that i'm looking at i really don't like sp2 a lot so yeah i'm not not as like excited about rostering that maybe if you can go like a stripling uh like a stripling packing route, maybe that'll work too if you want to just pay do a double spend up on sps i don't know uh it's just starting pitcher number two is not my favorite today also don't hate animal sanchez i mentioned him a little bit so uh, that kind of wraps up and summarizes pitcher for you guys there let's talk about the hitters now i think arizona could be a pretty interesting stack the red sox angels game is the one we're gonna want to get some exposure to bats, definitely that red sox side of the ball uh the Braves they're another offense to look at I think they're in a good spot against Matt Harvey that Texas Padres game again I was really confused on it but it's got a 10 total uh just just play a lot of these guys I think they're going to be good cash game fill-ins with the price tags uh there's some nice price on these guys so I don't know where I'm going with the, which guys I'm going to take, but uh, I do think filling them throughout your lineups is a perfectly fine way to go. I was a little confused when I was talking about it, but I, I, this is going to be going to be a game you're definitely going to get exposure to with the weather and everything. Uh, and also Bibbins Dirks isn't good, and uh, probably Tyson Ross will definitely have his. Uh, he might, maybe he'll have his struggles in his heat and whatnot, but we'll have to see how that plays out. Brewers, I think they're a really good stack, uh, one that we talked about. I Think that they're they're solid, and uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, yeah, and the Twins, I think they can be a little bit of a sneaky offense, but don't love the offenses today uh it's definitely not the best day uh for offenses and also the astros i should say uh they're 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 fine they've an implied total over five as usual and uh Berwick is definitely a guy we look to target against but uh not my favorite day to, start to target the astros and i prefer them more on the road than rather at home That about wraps up the slate, though. Let me just give you my stack of the day, guys, and I'll make it short and sweet and quick. It's the Milwaukee Brewers. I kind of like them in this spot. I think that uh, in this ballpark, it's obviously a good hitter's park. I think there's some upside here for them against Jacob Junis, so I will take the uh, Milwaukee Brewers as my stack of the day. Uh, That about wraps up the slate, though. Thanks a lot for joining me, guys. If you want, give me a follow on Twitter, at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. I will be back tomorrow I believe either tomorrow or Thursday uh, to talk about the games for you guys check out my Twitter I'll post it on there for you guys if you need to so give me a follow over there or ask me questions if you have any uh, you know 2v2 swaps before lock I'm always happy to answer them if I'm able to so that about rest of the slate though guys have a great rest of the day and I will see you guys later Napa at Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt Power Tools by trading in your old ones. You know, those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt Power Tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 6 19